If you feel unmotivated, burnt out or stuck, you might be outside your comfort zone. I'm life coach Adam Kowalik on a mission to end suffering and this podcast is dedicated to sharing how you indeed can perform, grow and expand until all your goals comfortably fit inside your comfort zone, helping you change the easy way. Coming up on this week's Inside the Comfort Zone. Among some of the things you feel there's never enough time for are also the things you feel you can never get enough of. In your quest to make the most of your time, you often fixate on external goals. The checklists, achievements and material possessions that society deems valuable. In the whirlwind of modern life, it's not uncommon to catch ourselves in the grip of a relentless feeling the nagging sense that time is slipping through our fingers. We're constantly racing against the clock, trying to juggle endless tasks and journeying for more hours in the day. We all have 24 hours in the day. So what if the secret to unlocking a more meaningful existence lies not in having more time, but in how we choose to spend the time we do have? Time, that slippery abstract concept, has been pondered by philosophers, scientists and artists for centuries. It's a resource we all have in equal measure, but it feels like it's always slipping through our fingers, especially when we need it the most. But before we can really dive into our relationship with time, we need to acknowledge a fundamental truth. None of us knows how much time we have on this earth. Some people may feel like they have plenty of time and others always feel like they're running out. There's two types of time, the chronological time or clock time and the perceived time. Chronological time is the 24 hours on the day we all have. It's the minutes you have to wait in line at the checkout. Perceived time is the feeling that time is passing slowly, like when you're stuck waiting in line at the checkout or doing something boring. It can seem like the minutes are dragging on and the experience will never end. Whether we talk about chronological time or perceived time, the question remains the same. What should we do with the time we have? The answer to that question can only be answered by each individual. But one thing is for sure, Time is one of, if not the most precious resource we have, since it's finite and there's no way to get it back. So perhaps you, like me, want to spend it wisely. Buddhism teaches that all things are impermanent, including our own lives, and meditating on one's own death is a common and important practice known as maranasati, or the contemplation of death. Meditating on death reminds practitioners of the transient nature of existence and helps them develop a deep understanding of impermanence. It can sound morbid, but ultimately, the practice is a tool for personal growth, spiritual development, and the attainment of liberation from the cycle of birth and death. The way I see it, you have two options, knowing that time is both finite and a matter of perception, You can focus on everything you have to do and realize there's not enough time to get it all done. Or you can focus on what you would like to do with the time you have. It's a subtle but important distinction. What you water will grow. 
In my profession, as a life coach, I often talk with people who are experts at telling me what they don't want. But when I ask them what it is that they do want, they struggle with expressing it clearly. Which is probably one of the reasons for them having me part of their life in that moment. When we're overly focused on what we don't want, what we come up with are tactics that are doing just that. Avoiding the thing that we don't want. But the tactics don't necessarily help us get closer to what we want. So when you instead focus on what you want, you can finally make progress towards what it is that you want. Fixating on what you don't want creates a sense of urgency, an urgency to move away from it quickly, and it creates a feeling of lacking enough time for the never-ending tasks and responsibilities, which most often leads to stress and anxiety. The other perspective, however, shifts the focus towards what you desire to do with your time, regardless of how much time you have. And when you engage with activities that you want to do, working towards goals that feel important and meaningful to you, then what you feel is a sense of drive, purpose, joy and peace even. Among some of the things you feel there's never enough time for are also the things you feel you can never get enough of. In your quest to make the most of your time, you often fixate on external goals. The checklists, achievements and material possessions that society deems valuable. These goals revolve around accumulation, calculation, counting and comparison with others. There are other things to focus on, things that are less finite and come with a much greater satisfaction. The pursuit of inner goals. People who pursue inner goals are often motivated by a desire to learn and grow, to connect with others and to make a difference in the world. They may find satisfaction in mastering a new skill, developing their creativity or helping others. The journey to achieve inner goals can be just as rewarding as the goal itself and it often leads to a deeper sense of fulfillment and satisfaction. Here are some examples of potential inner goals. To learn a new language or skill, to write a book, to travel the world, to volunteer for a cause you care about, and to help someone in need. If you're looking for more meaning and satisfaction in your life, consider pursuing some inner goals. You may be surprised at how rewarding the journey can be. Pursuing inner goals rather than external goals can make you doubt your priorities when people around you keep telling you that the typical metrics for success, money, status, achievements, material things, matter. This is, however, a highly conditioned way of thinking and it is failing to take individual goals into account. And as I mentioned earlier, when you're overly concerned with accumulating money or stuff, it can make you feel like there's never enough time to get all that you need or want. There is always more money or stuff to acquire. And if your precious time is spent on amassing them, you might miss the life that is happening right in front of you. What is important is that you define what success looks like to you. If you don't, 
Chances are that you're subscribing to someone else's version of success. And if that is the case, don't be surprised if you get there and you ask yourself, is this it? Is this all there is? When you consciously or subconsciously adopt someone else's version of success, you're assuming that you're defining success in the same way, which is often not the case. Not only can this lead you down the wrong path, but it can make you feel inadequate when you look at someone else's achievements and compare yourself to others, which is also a typical source of anxiety. My invitation to you is this. Rather than comparing yourself to someone else and feeling a sense of despair, recognize the feeling as inspiration instead. I've shared before how I believe that what you find inspiring is a clue to what is already inside of you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have found it inspiring in the first place. So if that is the case, next time you find yourself comparing or disparaging, look for what it is that you find inspiring and that you're admiring instead. Just like with time, how when you focus on what it is that you want to do with the time you have, instead of what you don't have time for, when you shift away from feeling despair over someone else's achievement and start feeling a sense of inspiration, allowing it to point you towards your innate source of motivation, you can finally make progress and move towards what you want in a more confident and comfortable way with less effort. In the last episode, I talked about how your philosophy is what underpins everything. It influences what's possible for you, which influences what actions you're willing and able to take, which in turn influences the results. So rather than simply doing more things to achieve your goals, what is often more required is a shift in your philosophy, an upgrade of your operating system. And this is exactly what happens when you, for example, define what success looks like to you. Or when you shift your resources towards the things you want to achieve with the time you have, instead of focusing on what you can't do. When we stop thinking of time as a limited resource and start seeing it as an abundant gift, we can transform our lives the key is to recognize that we always have the choice of how we spend our time. If we focus on our inner goals instead of our external ones, let go of rigid plans and draw inspiration from others, we can create a life where time is cherished instead of feared. So the next time you find yourself wishing you had more time, remember that time is a canvas and you get to decide how to paint it. Will you focus on the things you don't have time for or will you revel in the possibilities of what you can create with the time you have? The choice is yours and in that choice you'll discover the profound wisdom that the true gift of time lies not in its length but in its depth. Thanks for listening to Inside the Comfort Zone with me, Adam Kowalik and I'll be back next week with another regular episode. If you like the show, please follow and rate it on Spotify. And if you have a friend who you think should hear what we spoke about today, please share it with them. 
the best way to get the episode as soon as possible is to subscribe to Inside the Comfort Zone via Spotify or whatever podcast app you like to use. Check out some of the previous episodes by visiting insidethecomfort.zone. Inside the Comfort Zone was brought to you by Adam Kowalik, life coach, speaker and author on a mission to redefine personal and professional development. Thank you for being you and please keep it up. Talk more soon.